0: Or they're letting the ammo fly over there at Duck TNT, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yes, from Nitro, West Virginia, the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by Recycling Committees since it's National Paper Airplane Day.
1: Now we're back at the ROTC firing range with Coach Art Turf. and. Coach, you must have gotten a very complete scouting report from your advanced uh, scouts, Coach Lewis and Coach Clark. I understand you sent them out on a reconnaissance mission. Well, no. Uh, what I done was I sent them out to find out some stuff about TNT. And uh, what they brought back uh, was uh, the report that what they do is they try and really sock up their opponents and try to get them real scared before they even go in there to play them. And that's how come they got what you call your home field advantage over there. And, and that home field advantage extend clean to the locker room you know they got them locker rooms built underground there uh at, at the stadium which is kind of like being a uh, bomb shelters almost and they got signs up all in in the visitors locker room saying that the ball field out there has got mines in it you got to watch where you're stepping out there and and of course now if you if you're a, a freshman sophomore underclassman that goes in there to play for the first time it's got to be uh, Uh, a real experience and and something that uh, that you're really afraid to do and that's what they play on there and that's how come they're such an explosive ball club a brilliant coaching maneuver by yourself coach to prepare them in this way get them ready for this football game that might be the first thing i've done right in a long time
0: (laughs) (laughs) again sports fans for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of inept tech the coaching legend in his own
2: mind the one and only coach art turf
1: in our 72nd year of serving southeast ohio am 970
0: and 97.1 FM wath
2: It's certainly gray and overcast outside, and they are saying rain. I've got to go to Columbus today, and I'm expecting it to be a little bit, uh, well, stormy. 70 degrees outside right now here in Athens. We say it's only going to get up three more degrees to 73 or high, and for that matter, 74 tomorrow, 74 Saturday, and then on Sunday, a beautiful 84. But a couple days of rain is in store for us, according to the forecast. How's Scott? You doing all right? Yeah, doing
0: good back here. Good. How's Dave? Hanging in
2: there Hanging in there That's right um, Let's see National Paper Airplane Day You mentioned that a few <laughs> yeah. moments ago And I see it here on the list In fact, there's only two things listed today The other is National Blueberry Cheesecake Day Mm-mm. I am a
0: lover of cheesecake Are you? Yes, I like it, but sometimes it doesn't like me. I see. Well, uh, yeah. But to, to my knowledge, it likes me. I'll take my chances because, as I've always said, it's going to taste good going
2: down. Yeah. Cherry cheesecake is my favorite. I, I think pretty much any cheesecake suits <laughs> me. And um, that, what is that? Graham cracker crust or yeah. whatever? All yeah. that stuff? That's it. Yeah, neat. Okay, well, National Paper Airplane Day. Did you do a
0: lot of that? Oh yeah, we. My brother Larry could make the best paper airplanes, and whenever I got a chance, I would, when he wasn't looking or wasn't around, I would get that thing and fly it as much as I could.
2: Well, didn't you examine how he made them?
0: Yeah, you Did know, you it's couldn't just duplicated you duplicate it? I, you know, often imitated but rarely duplicated.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: something like that. But, yeah, we enjoyed those. And, you know, you'd see one fly around, not me or my brother, but didn't you see those fly around in your classrooms in school? Once in a while. At times?
2: I can remember my teachers saying, hey, 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 settle (laughs) down.
0: Yeah, that was innocent fun at the time. But then you heard, don't throw those things. It could poke someone in the eye, which it could. Yeah.
2: But. But how many times did you ever hear of it happening? Um Zero. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that and, you know, the other shenanigans that went on in classrooms, things like that.
2: Shenanigans. Yeah.
0: Foolishness.
2: I suppose, like, let's look up the word shenanigans. Okay. Is that Irish? It sort of sounds like it. I suppose it could be. It's close to Finnegan's, which I think is Irish. Shenanigans. That must be an expression that another, yeah. another country used to mean. Uh, the, the
0: definition is secret or dishonest activity or maneuvering, silly or high-spirited behavior, mischief.
2: Well, all of that is certainly true. Yeah. But, uh, but no origin, eh? I do not see one.
0: But um, I remember in high school uh, when we had those fake ceiling tiles there. Oh, yeah. Out there.
2: Well, we have them here. Yeah,
0: we have them here. But for some reason, those things were easy targets for pencils and pens Uh and anything that would stick in the ceiling. I mean, every now and then you'd look over and see one of the class clowns fire one up into the ceiling. Uh It would stick up in
2: now I I don't remember that at Worthington. <laughs> you probably had steel walls. No. Or
0: I don't no, know, no, plaster no. maybe or everything was very nice. Dry. Well, yeah, those are nice. Steel walls are very sturdy, obviously. <laughs> good. That's
2: that's a good solid school foundation. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, um I think I may have had some in Wyoming. (laughs) Why am I not surprised? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's see here on this day in history. Let's see what pops out. In 1896, the Dow Jones Index begins with an average of 12 industrial (laughs) stocks. It's closing that day, 40.94. Now, just for kicks, look up yesterday's Dow, just so we have a reference point.
0: Uh, Let's see. At 5.35 p.m., it was 32,120,28. 32,000.
2: Yeah. But the first day it opened, it was 40, almost 41. Wow. Wow made just a bit of an increase you know, over that time. I I hate to admit something like this. but I really don't understand it. Do you? Yeah. <clears throat> okay,
0: so I I I know the you know, I'm not one that can delve into it microscopically. Of course but it's just the way to measure the stock market's overall direction. And what it is, it includes the prices of 30 of the most
2: actively traded stocks. But couldn't that change daily? Absolutely. Like you might have activity in one company one day, and then the next it's some other. Absolutely. Okay. So yep. it's always the top 30? Yes. The 30 most actively day. traded, Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: see, now I'm learning as we go here. Well, it's it's also,
0: you know, m- a lot of people refer to it as an economic indicator, you know, which way the economy is going. If we are in a stronger market or not so strong now, what, a year or so ago, I think we were above 35,000, um, 36,000 maybe. So it is, it's down quite a bit. Okay, so thirty six
2: thousand what uh
0: those are the stock prices, the overall value of the trading oh. I the, was... of the publicly <coughs> traded
2: you know they talk about this so much and yet I have such a elementary knowledge of it um Really, maybe we ought to do a show on this and get some expert in so that um, I'll I'll have a better knowledge.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, we've got the NASDAQ, too, which is a a U.S. stock market index. Now, that contains around 3,000 companies. Now, the Dow comprises like 30 major industry leaders, like I mentioned, major contributors to the industry. And uh, NASDAQ primarily includes um, technology-based corporations like Apple, so, Google, things, like that. Let, me, let me make sure like
2: I understand one more thing. And I think you said it earlier. The Dow is the top 30 movers of a given day.
0: Yeah, majors, they're called majors, major industry leaders. They're major contributors to industry. Okay. The economic industry, NASDAQ, contains about 3,000. So that's the difference. Wow.
2: Okay. Well, anyway, the, the, the Dow was founded on this date in 1896. All right. Let's see here. In 1908, on this date, Masjid Suleiman, in southwest Persia, the first major commercial oil strike in the Middle East is made. Rights were acquired by the United Kingdom. Okay, so... Are they saying? Um, how do I turn this off. Um, are they saying that prior to 1908, well, the first major commercial oil strike. So there must have been oil strikes before that, but so, so they're talking about where you drill for oil. I would think
0: so. Yeah, commercially, probably. Yeah, you had uh, the you know the the farms that uh, you know you hear about people tilling their farms and they see some black crude coming up out of the ground. Okay. Then they hire someone to go in there to cap that
2: well. So, so that's that's um, that's. I'm gonna test you on a little research here. We'll see what, what we can what, do. What year was the first car manufactured? First
0: automobile let's see that year was 1886 Carl Benz applied for a patent for his vehicle powered
2: by a gas engine okay gas as in gasoline yes okay so how do you make gasoline without oil
0: yes you have to refine the oil obviously
2: so they say. Your year was what? Eighteen what? Eighteen eighty-six. Okay, this is um, 20, 28 years later. Twenty-two years later. Mm-hmm. The first major commercial oil strike in the Middle East is made. So how were they coming about finding oil before then? Well, the
0: according to what I'm seeing, the first oil well in the U.S. was built in
2: 1859.
0: Oh, oh, okay. In Titusville, Pennsylvania.
2: Well, I wonder what a gallon of gasoline cost back then. Oh,
0: mercy. A lot less than it does now, like about $4 and $5 less than what it is now probably around a penny a gallon.
2: Well, we'll move on. In uh, well, we're back to cars again. In 1927, Henry Ford and the Ford Motor Company produced the last and 15th million Model T Ford Tin Lizzie. 15 million. My um, relatives, the Hopkins family, a very well-known name in Cleveland, they had a farm around Ashland, Ohio. Oh, yeah. I have relatives in Ashland. And um, I think the actual name was Sylvania or Savannah. Savannah, I think it was. Where the farm was located, which is just a few miles outside of Ashland.
0: There is a Sylvania.
2: Okay, then it's that
0: near, to, but it's near Toledo, I believe. Oh. So there may be maybe what you mentioned, Savannah.
2: Okay. Anyway, this as uh, the family over the years it changed from being a farm to being a hideaway for the family where people would go for weekends and family reunions and things like that. And they hosted us many times. Well, in the barn was a Model T. A running Model T. And, you know, I was, what, 10 years old, something like that. It was so much fun. He also had a Ford Bronco. And as I became older, I had a lot of fun running that up and down the hills. (laughs) But, uh, oh well. Did you drop the
0: transmission like you did the uh, sports car that you were gifted?
2: The sports car
0: I was gifted. Yeah, remember you had a sports car for about three hours, and you were burning rubber and you dropped the clutch and you said the uh, transmission blew out of it not very long after you
2: had it i think it was a convertible maybe i had an mg midget was that what you're talking maybe about? i don't know but i don't remember the transmission
0: problem i just remember you said you were hot rotting trying to
2: show the power to your friends and oh no that was my no no that was a Ford Futura. Oh, okay. Which was uh, not a... a, Hot rod? Not not a hot (laughs) rod, really. It did have a 289 high-performance engine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it had uh, a shifter, four-speed. And it was right in the middle of the plains. No, no, no. Linworth. Linworth. This was my first vehicle, and some friends and I were in it. And I was not a careless driver, I promise. But I would, I did power shift <laughs> to um, let them experience that. And sure enough, the um, the um, what do you call that long rod that has the U? Connections on each end. Uh, not the uh, suspension, but uh, tie rod ends. No, this was this, the clutch. This is where it propels, takes the energy off the engine, and takes it to the back. The axle. No, that's that's an axle. Drive shaft. Drive shaft. Thank you.
0: One I knew we'd of, get one of there. The,
2: one of the U joints uh, dropped, broke because the i put too much power on it right yeah that was so embarrassing and then my dad of course was all over me about it (laughs) as he should have did you tell him what happened or just tell him it it just happened yeah (laughs) i mean
0: it was very obvious (laughs) you walk in with your head down and tail between your legs and
2: I going okay I got to tell you this yeah well no I mean he had to come over and help Oh. kind of as I recall it was around 7 or 8 at night yeah alright <clears throat> well let's see yeah cars what fun huh now my mini um, not mini my um, MG midget that was fun I bought that in Hawaii and then trans- had it shipped back to Athens Occu- you know, I don't keep my cars in my garage. I keep my lawn tractor and that sort of thing. Right. But the MG Midget was small enough I could. I did have space for it in my garage at uh, our current home. And it was a cool car.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hey, by the way, there is a, a little town called Savannah just northwest of Ashland. That's it. That's it.
2: That's it. All right, let's move on here. In 1948, South Africa elects a nationalist nationalist government under D.F. Malan, M-A-L-A-N, with an apartheid policy. Okay, we hear so many terms, and we hear them so often, pretty soon we take them for granted. Apartheid. Let's let's make sure, mercy. Let's make sure we uh, understand that word well. A P A R T H E I D. Apartheid.
0: Apartheid is a policy or system of segregation or discrimination on grounds of race. Uh, race segregation on grounds other than race. So it could be a gender. Mm. Apartheid. Uh, they do reference South Africa with this word. So,
2: 1948, the government was under this Mr. Milan, M A L A N, and he instituted such a policy. All right. Let's see, 2004, the United States Army veteran Terry Nichols is found guilty of 161 state murder charges for helping carry out the Oklahoma City bombing. I remember that, certainly. Yes, I do as well. Okay, let's do some famous birthdays. All right. John Wayne. Wow. Wow born in 1907 died in 1979 but he was born on this date in 1907 so this would be his birth date yes born in winterset iowa
0: marion robert morrison known professionally as john wayne and nicknamed the duke was an american actor and filmmaker who became a popular icon through his starring roles in films made during Hollywood's golden age especially in western war movies and I bet you can probably name a handful of them without even looking at a list Um, True Grit
2: Rio yeah. Bravo El Dorado You're far better at this than I but um, as you speak them I remember them. they uh but he was first class.
0: That's all there is to it. Big Jake, the shootist. Remember him in Rooster Cogburn with uh, one of the Hepburn ladies, I believe it was.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, another birthday. Miles Davis. Born on this date in 1926, he died in 1991. And of course, uh, music was his
0: thing. Yeah, great trumpeter, Miles Dewey Davis the third. Was an American trumpeter, band leader, and composer. He is among the most influential and acclaimed figures in the history of jazz and 20th century music.
2: Great jazz trumpeter. Um, you know, it just happened to remind me. Uh, I did something. Um, there's a small group that gets together every Wednesday mm. night. I got back from Columbus in time to join them last night. Uh, we never we normally go to Pleasant Hill, but somebody said, let's, let's go to... Um, <laughs> what's the name of the place in the Plains? Uh, Eclipse? Yes, thank you. Um, and they had live music. Five musicians um, on their outside uh, stage, and then they have all these cafe tables outside, and it was very pleasant. And uh, so, well done, Eclipse. Yeah, nice night last night. And the uh, the food was wonderful, of course. Pleasant Hill is out of this world. Yeah, Eclipse is one of
0: our fine sponsors. Eclipse oh. Company Restaurant.
2: I'm glad they are.
0: Yeah, they're now open for lunch at 11 a.m. Tuesday through Sunday.
2: Well, it was a very nice experience.
0: Yeah, the food is really good.
2: And, and the entertainment thing. and as I, As I understand it, this group performs every Wednesday night. So that was cool. Okay, Lenny Kravitz celebrating a 58th birthday.
0: He was a great musician, too. You you know, before we go to Lenny Kravitz, can we go back to Miles Davis just for a second here? I noticed something. Of course. That was interesting. Uh, Of course, we know Miles Davis as a jazz trumpeter, band leader, and composer. Apparently, he had an operation to remove polyps from his larynx in October of 1955 and apparently doctors told him to remain silent after the operation but apparently he got into an argument that permanently damaged his vocal cords and gave him a raspy voice for the
2: rest of his life now wasn't the raspy voice part of his I think it was you know maybe he wouldn't have been as famous without it yeah you know what I mean yes absolutely a so, uniqueness. yeah
0: kind of gave him the identity of his music there or his uh, singing Lenny, Lenny, Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz is an American singer songwriter record producer multi-instrumentalist and actor his style incorporates elements of rock blues soul R&B funk jazz reggae hard rock psychedelic wow. pop folk and ballads
2: that's a bunch.
0: That is a bunch.
2: And uh he's got some great tunes. So the last birthday we have to uh, to mention is that of Sally Ride. 1951 she was born on this date. She died in 2012. I this name I, is familiar to me but I don't know why. She was an astronaut.
0: Oh. Sally Kristen Ride was an American astronaut, an American physicist, and she was born in Los Angeles, joined NASA in 1978, and in 1983 became the first American woman in space, and the third woman in space after two cosmonauts, one in 1963 and one in 1982. So she was the first American woman in space.
2: Okay, now, two famous deaths to mention. Both of which, their, their deaths occurred on this date. Samuel Pepys, I think it is, P-E-P-Y-S. He was born in 1633, a long time ago, but died on this date in 1703.
0: He was an English diarist... And naval administrator. He served as administrator of the Navy of England and member of parliament, and is most famous for the diary he kept for a decade
2: while still a young man. Hmm. Okay. Much more recently, Sidney Pollock. And um, Sidney was born in 1934 but died on this date in 2008. Sidney Pollack was an American film director, producer,
0: and actor. Pollack directed for more than 20 films and television shows, acted in over 30 movies or shows, and produced over 44 films. For his film, Out of Africa, Pollack won the Academy Award and Best uh, Academy Award for Best Direction, uh, Director and Best Picture. Almost said Director and Picture. At the same time, some of his movies include Out of Africa, as mentioned, Tootsie, Three Days of the Condor, and Michael Clayton.
2: Yeah, and and, you know, like like some people um, are best known for just comedies. Uh, Some are best known for uh, serious films. Uh, he had um, an unusual thing where he had a mixture. Yeah, quite a variety.
0: Some of the other films include Eyes Wide Shut, mm-hmm. The Way We Were with uh, Redford and Streisand. Oh, wow. Jeremiah Johnson, The Firm with Tom Cruise. Uh, they Shoot Horses, Don't They, from 1969. And Random Hearts with uh, Harrison Ford, I do believe. Mm-hmm
2: from 1999. Okay, one more thing to look up. This one I don't particularly understand. Um, Louis Mandrin, M-A-N-D-R-I-N, was an outlaw. He was known as the French Robin Hood, or the Prince of Smugglers. And he was executed on this day, May 26th, after his band of men waged war on tax collectors. So, what's that thing about Robin Hood's steal from the rich, feed the poor, something yes, like that? Yes, rob from the rich, give to the poor. So, um, Lewis Mandarin. I need some spelling there. M-A-N-D-R-I-N.
0: Okay. Is first name L-E-W or L-O-U?
2: Louis L-O-U-I-S.
0: L-O-U-I-S. Mandarin. And what year was he born?
2: I don't have that.
0: Well, I guess we'll just... He simply was
2: known as the French
0: Robin Hood. Oh, well, we'll try that. How about that?
2: i mean we we had enough if you don't find any more <laughs> um, it, the,
0: this is funny the first thing that came up was uh <laughs> louis mandarin gourmet a chinese restaurant <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh
2: boy <laughs> it, don't don't uh, don't wreck yourself trying to find it we're we're in good shape yeah we are let's uh, let's talk about um, the Ohio baseball experience <clears throat> okay now yesterday they were supposed to start to play in the um, the tournament for the back four teams made it the tournaments taking place over in Muncie Indiana Now we've got Ball State and Ohio University and two other teams. You recall who they are? Yes, Toledo and Central
0: Michigan. Okay. And they had a slugfest yesterday. Oh. Central Michigan ended up winning eleven to ten.
2: Now was their game before ours? Yes. Okay. Well, we were supposed to air, of course, Russ Eisenstein and all of that. The second game, which featured Ball State in Ohio University. And uh, in advance of the game, they said the weather's going to be an issue, so let's try starting the game earlier than it's supposed to. But then something came about, and they ended up starting it at the original time, which was 4 o'clock. They got into, they completed a half an inning when the rains came. More importantly, the lightning came, which meant they had to vacate the fields. It's a safety thing. And after the last lightning strike has occurred, you have to wait 30 minutes. These are rules that uh, College ball play, uh, I don't know, they may be universal to all levels of play. Oh,
0: yeah, they are. Okay.
2: But I know the Copperheads
0: had to deal with that, too. Yeah, even the pros take delays now with lightning in the area.
2: And uh, so people must leave their seats yep. if they're in the stands. Yep. Find a place inside, go to their cars, whatever. Um, okay. I don't think that any game ever got underway. It got underway, but never finished, right? Correct. So yeah. at this point, we're like... Um, a half an inning and one out into that game. Ball State is got a single score in the first inning. But... Um, when does that all resume? Um, they're going to start again at 10 o'clock here in just about, what, 12 minutes? And that's over on our sister station, Power 105. That is correct. You can also hear it on our app. And I'm talking about the Power 105 or WXTQ app. And um, so uh, they're, they're, they're dealing with weather over there. Uh, not so much today, is that correct?
0: Uh, yes. C- apparently the time is on
2: track to okay. start at uh, 10 o'clock. But we're going to be dealing with weather here today. And um, But yesterday it was over there in Muncie. Yeah. Right now uh, Ball State leads Ohio.
0: and I think they'll pick up the game right where they left off.
2: So with...
0: There's one out one in the out. bottom of the first inning. Yeah, yes. All right. So that's where they will begin. Should the Bobcats lose, uh, they will play again at uh, 130, I believe it is. If they win, they'll play at
2: 530. Now this is today. a double elimination tournament. Correct. With the top four teams in the match that's it. All right. Well.
0: So, weather pending. We'll see if they can get that game underway again uh, today in Muncie, Indiana.
2: We have uh, about ten minutes remaining. And and if I haven't mentioned it before, today is May 26th. It's a Thursday. Uh, Details on the mass shooting at a Texas elementary continue to emerge with officials saying all 21 victims, of which 19 were children and two were adults, were all part of the same classroom in which the gunman had barricaded himself. At least 17 more people were injured from the attack, officials said. The eighteen-year-old suspect reportedly warned about his plans in in the hour leading up to the attack. Later posting, he had killed his grandmother and was heading to the elementary. The shooter, a student at the town's high school, used an AR-15 style semi-automatic rifle. is um, I think I've said one of the rifles I trained on in the military it goes on here to say which was one of the two rifles he legally bought shortly after his birthday and just days before the attack a motive still has not been determined the killings have reignited debates over gun control legislation Though Majority Leader Chuck Schumer from New York said yesterday he would not immediately bring a bill to the floor to a vote. A prayer vigil for the victims was held last night. Now once again, the story has not made it real clear. There has been questions about whether his grandmother did die or didn't die. Have you heard anything since?
0: As far as I know,
2: she is still living. Okay. Well, nuclear talks have hit a snag. Our president is keeping Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Revolutionary Guards Corps on a list of foreign terrorist organizations according to officials The decision could complicate international efforts to restore a uh, rather a 2015 deal meant to restrict Iran's nuclear activities in exchange for sanctions relief Um lifting of that terror designation has been a precondition for Iran to return to talks with global leaders who have been working on reviving the deal for over a year amid rising tensions between Arab nations and Iran allied groups. For the record, the US withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal in 2018 after former President Donald Trump said he would reimpose sanctions on Iran's oil sector claiming the deal wasn't enough to curtail Iran's nuclear program. Since then Iran has been escalating its nuclear activities. So the US envoy for Iran Told lawmakers yesterday, the chances of renewing a deal were tenuous as the Biden administration attempts another shot at brokering an agreement. Um, here's another article entitled Quantum Jump. Let's see what it's all about. Scientists have demonstrated for the first time the ability to teleport quantum information across points in a network not physically connected to each other, according to research released yesterday. The advance marks a key step forward in the development of scalable quantum internet. I have no idea what they're talking about. Do you have
0: any idea? Um, you want to read that part again there?
2: Well, let's go on and maybe see. Maybe we'll get if, it the second time around. Maybe Let's just go on and see if it clears up. The technology relies on a phenomenon known as quantum entanglement, which effectively links the state of separate particles for example, which way a particle is spinning into a collective super state. Typically, quantum information can be passed through fiber optic cables via light particles, a method that incurs a significant loss as the light bounces around inside the cable. Because there is no physical medium when particles become entangled, the method allows information to be passed without loss, critical for future networks involving thousands of quantum computers. The experiment successfully demonstrated the technique across three separate nodes. I think this is beyond me.
0: Yeah, you know, it's um, another way to process, analyze, transmit information. uh, uh, As you mentioned there, using the quantum effects in physics is what I gathered out of it. I think I'll just leave it to just Jeff
2: on our staff.
0: So (laughs) yeah, it's... uh, Do you uh, remember a show called Quantum Leap? Yes with Scott Bakula in it that's kind of when you said the word quantum
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's kinda of what that reminded me of but I'm not sure it's the same principle but in that show for folks that never watched it uh, the, the character played by Scott Bakula was transformed from present day where he was uh, into a different situation either in the past or in the future and so they based that show on quantum physics, being able to transport him in time. Okay.
2: We have three minutes. Okay. There is a story here in the New York, New York Times this morning I'd like to cover. We dealt with it a tiny bit yesterday. Um, they've got a headline saying, Good morning, more guns in the U.S. means more death. In every country, people get into arguments, hold racist views, or suffer from mental health issues. But in the U.S., it is easier for those people to pick up a gun and shoot somebody. That reality is allowed an 18-year-old. Well, we know what that story is. Let's go by that. Yeah. So they made a chart. In the last 10 years, the number of mass shootings Okay, and they've ranked them by nation. In the last 10 years, the United States has had 101 mass shootings. The country that comes in number two is France. They had eight. Think of that. We had 101 in first place. France had eight in second place. Wow. Germany, five. Canada, four. Finland, three. Belgium, Czech Republic, Italy, Netherlands, and Switzerland, each with two. And then Australia, Austria, Croatia, Lithuania, New Zealand, Norway, Slovakia, and the United Kingdom, each with one. That's nothing to be proud of.
0: No way. One is too many. Hey, you know, we've got 10 seconds left, so we're I reminding was... folks about Memorial Day coming up Monday. Absolutely.
2: Folks, be careful.
1: In our know. 72nd year of you serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.
2: W-A-T-H.
0: CBS NEWS
1: ON THE HOUR, PRESENTED BY INDEED.COM. I'M VICKI BARKER IN LONDON. Uvalde, Texas, mourns the 19 children and two teachers lost in Tuesday's school massacre.
0: We've now learned from Texas Department of Public Safety Lieutenant Chris Olivares that the shooter was able to enter the school through a back door that was unlocked. Law enforcement then followed him into the school.
2: At that point, they were met with gunfire by the shooter. Several police officers were shot. At that point, the gunman, the shooter, was able to make entry into a classroom. It's
0: believed the gunman locked himself into the classroom for up to an hour before law enforcement was able to find FORCEFULLY ENTER, CAMERAS IN THE SCHOOL COULD EXPLAIN WHY. CHRIS FOX, FOR CBS NEWS, UVALDE, TEXAS.
1: THIS 27TH SCHOOL SHOOTING OF 2022 HAS REOPENED DEBATE AND OLD WOUNDS OVER GUN CONTROL. LIKE MOST OF HIS FELLOW REPUBLICANS, FLORIDA SENATOR MARCO RUBIO INSISTS MENTAL ILLNESS, NOT GUN
2: OWNERSHIP, IS TO BLAME. I THINK ANY WEAPON IS DANGEROUS, ANY FIREARM IS POTENTIALLY DANGEROUS IN THE HANDS OF A DERANGED LUNATIC. AT THE END OF THE DAY, THE ISSUE HERE IS NOT THE FIREARM, IT'S THE LUNATIC.
1: It's the lunatic and THE LUNATIC their armed Senate.